Good evening, Patriots. And it is the end of Thursday, February 2nd in the year 2023. And of course, East Coast, you are already into Friday. So I'm going to talk about, I'm going to give a big announcement tonight. I think people are going to like it. We'll find out in a minute. I'm going to tease you on a little bit. I'm not going to tell you quite yet. I'm going to give you the announcement. Loose. Not going to have a lot of details. But it's a big announcement. And then I'll carry it on tomorrow night's show, which I think will be good in Bards FM. So we'll kind of see how this goes. But before we begin, I do want to make sure everybody is well prepared on their basics and food. And I, I say these things involve very seriousness. There is a crisis brewing. And the more intel that I get, it's worse than they're telling us because they're engineering the damn thing. And we need to be prepared for whatever they're going to bring at us. Part of that is always having a baseline of food, which I consider your 90-day emergency supplies, which is so critical. That's your pivot supplies, meaning if you have to move, relocate, shift positions, if you're caught in the middle of things where it's not time to grow food, for example, you're in between seasons, 90 days is kind of your baseline. And the best product I find out there for that baseline for emergency supplies is my Patriot Supply. Patriots, there's no denying anymore our most trusted institutions are collapsing before our eyes. It's up to you and me to act now to protect ourselves. No one will do it for us. That's why I urge you to invest in emergency food before it's too late. Right now, if you go to mypatriotsupply.com, you can save a ton on their three-month emergency food kit. This is at a new lower price that you're going to want to see. You can trust My Patriot Supply. I do. Their three-month emergency food kit comes packed with great tasting, and I mean great tasting, breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. It averages over 2,000 calories per day, and that's going to be critical as food becomes more scarce. Get at least one kit for each person in your family. Listen, there's not much time. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save $200 on your three-month emergency food kits while you can. These kits are in stock, and they ship fast and free. Plus, they arrive in unmarked boxes, so nobody knows you've ordered food. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com while you can. MyPatriotSupply.com. This is one of the best decisions you can make. You know, and My Patriot Supply, great place, great outfit. So, you know, <laughs> I'm laughing because every time I think I have things figured out, God walks in and just like, oh, <laughs> kind of gives a little snicker, like smack upside the head. I'm like, oh, thanks, Lord. Didn't see that one coming. Let me read something first. We'll get into the announcement in a second. You'll like it. Trust me. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 5. And it's actually 5, 1, 16 to 5, 1. So it says, therefore, do not lose heart. But though our outer person is decaying, yet our, yet our inner person is being renewed day by day. For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. For we know that if our earthly tent, which is our house, is torn down, we have a building from God, a house not made by hands, eternal in the heavens. Let me tell you a little story about this. Um, I was looking for a particular passage. 
in that particular passage was 1 Corinthians 4, and actually 4.2. And I put it in. I, I'm online, so I wanted to get the NASB version, and I always use Bible Gateway. I just I happen to like that one outlet. And I put it in, and I click on it, and I get thinking I had, that's what the link was for, because I asked for NASB. And I get this, 2 Corinthians 4, 16, 5, 1, 2, 5, 1. And I literally went, doggone it. I'm so tired of the web, blah, 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 doing my little rant as I'm getting ready before the show. And then I read it, and I sat back. I literally started laughing. I'm like, all right, Lord, this is round two of giving me the internal smackdown, which has all just happened here in the last few minutes. I'm just like, uh, okay, that's exactly what you needed me to see and hear. Patriots, I just had a fantastic call with Lieutenant Colonel Retired Pete Chambers, who was on last week, and he's going to come on again next week. He's got a lot more intel to share. And we ended up having this conversation about gardens and special forces and the sorts of things that he's done and I've done. And as I'm talking, yeah, God put his hand on my shoulder and he said, all right, son, you're going to have a Bards Fest this year. And I went, okay, Lord, this is how you did it two years ago. And I, just after I got through telling people, we aren't going to have a Bards Fest. You come in and tell me we are. So here I am. So we are going to have a Bards Fest this year. Now, let me just be clear before we get all crazy. You can get crazy. This is good. A couple of things. I'm, I am, I'm not through praying on it. I'm welcome to input, but please hear this because I'm really praying into God on this because he's talking right to me on this. I don't know whether we're having one or whether we're going to have multiples. Meaning, are we going to have one on the West Coast, maybe one in the central part of the country, and one on the East Coast? That might be. That's the first thing. I'm not sure about that yet. And I say that because I'm very, very attuned to the challenges of travel, the cost of things, which is enormous. Number two, this is not going to be like the last Bards Fest. I've been paying attention to all the great comments coming up here. We're not doing this thing by, with the big commercial production this time. That was wonderful in its own right. It's memorable. Maybe someday we'll do it again. But I will tell you this, the cost of that was unbelievable. And while it was God's money, all of us donated and God brought us all together for that. And ultimately that was God's money and we stewarded it well. We have to put our focus on the things that are to come. So that's a couple of things. We need a lot of prayer and we need skills. And we need community, fellowship. So the sorts of things that I'm, I'm in, playing around with it in my mind, it's been, kind of been brewing here for a while, thinking about how we do this. And we also have another objective of standing up 500 county-level podcasters for this year, which is very important because this is an information network that's going to become part of our breakaway nation. And we also need to have an ability to do a research cell, which will be providing information of what's going on in the dark side in our communities, like who's responsible for funding dirt bags in our community and who's responsible for child sex trafficking and where's the drugs coming from and those sort of ugly things. We also need a lot of conversation about sheriffs and the sheriff, sheriffs, constitutional sheriffs. So that's telling me that we need probably more than one festival. 
and I don't know, and I'm we're going to have to organize regionally. And what I think we'll do this is I think this needs to be a Bard's Nation festival. Last time this was a festival for Bard's Nation. This time I think it needs to be a Bard's Nation festival. And what I mean by that, and I've been reading a lot of comments, we're going to, we need to do, this needs to be like a camp fest. Camping, motorhomes, trailers, it was some people that have a hard time with mobility, we need to have motels nearby, but the emphasis doesn't need to be on motels like it was last time. It needs to be on the getting together, camping and being together. That was asked in the first Parts Fest. We just couldn't pull it together in the time. We have the people now. The other thing we need is we need to have Bards Nation's people teaching. We need to have rotational teaching. We need to have classes on butchery, classes on farming, classes on homeschooling. We need to have classes on home churches. We need to have all the seven county by county items. We need to have classes on. And that means that we have the resources within our group to do just that. We have the resources in Bards Nation to do that. It needs to be volunteer. There's going to be costs. And what we'll do in these is we'll put up costs, we'll create a budget, and we'll work with that, and we'll work with the donation processes before. So just like we did before, then I say there we have expenses is what I need to say, but there won't be a charge for this. It will be a donation-only event just like we did last time. It's not going to change. We already have the ticket system on the website. You just don't see it. We just made it invisible. It's already ready to go. And so I think, and then we need to have, we need to have a get together of communal eating dinners where we are having food made by us and brought by us. That's my thought. So I'm, Somebody just wrote happy dance on there. I can see it. I thought you might like this announcement. This was God's nudge. I didn't, I literally wasn't going to do this. I'm just telling you right now. Now I've already talked, Dave Bryant at Yuba city wants a Bards Fest there. Now hear me out. Cause I love Dave Bryant. I am truly, I mean, I, when I say that, I mean that truly in my heart. I love glad tidings church. The only it's a logistics issue on space because at their church, I don't think they can support what we need, but maybe. So I'll get on the phone tomorrow and I'll find that out. Okay. That's the first thing. And, and that would be a really good location. Travel wise, there's going to, I think people are going to have to, is if we did more than one and look, here's the deal. Um, we can start, we're going to start getting comments in on this. I have to set up a comment line. I'll talk more about this tomorrow night. Cause we'll, in the next 24 hours, we'll figure out a way to get people's comments in on this. Because I, I want this to be inspired by what we all, what came out of the last Bards Fest. At the center point of all of this has to be the feature of, I mean, when I say this, we have to be seeking this repentance and grace for our nation. We want to be able to have, I don't, I don't, okay, it's just like, so I say this, I'm not big on the flash in the pan, like, dunk and in the pool and all of a sudden you're saved. I, but I want to have an ability for people to accept Christ and do it the right way. 
but that means I also want them to be able to connect in with Bard's people so that they have a continuing community, not just I accept Christ and you're done. That's a very important part of their life, but I want people to have that opportunity, but know that there's a community there because that's where we lose most people right there. I want to have inspired speakers. I know I can get Brad Cummings there. I know I can probably get Dave Bryant there. There's a lot of great people that we can get to speak the powerful word of God. And we need inspired speakers to be talking about the threats that we're facing because you know how I preach here, if that's the right word, how I minister whatever I do here, talk, whatever you want to call that. I can tell you today on Brighty on TV, I was preaching. <laughs> I got a little fired up. Yeah, if you want to see, that'll be available tomorrow. I was I was on a definite rant on. <laughs> that was a definite rant. I will get Shemaine there. Don't worry. Someone said, can we get Shemaine there? Yes, we'll get Shemaine there without another, without any question. We'll get Shemaine there. So I think that, Oh, someone asked, how do we get your Bright Teon schedule? Just so you know, the Bright Teon show, audio-wise, airs every Saturday here. That's on, on Podbean, on Apple, all those cases, all those places. The Bright Teon show is on Bright Teon TV, and it's every single Thursday. And that's where you get to see me in my face, and no matter what I'm looking like, even if I'm fired up. Um, every single Thursday is at 2 p.m. Pacific. It follows Bendini immediately on Thursdays. But you can always listen to it on Saturdays. That's something Hannah has done an amazing job at of getting that into this into the greater podcasting system, which I'm really happy with. So I'm just kind of giving you kind of the outline. <laughs> Someone wants Uncle Ted riding a buffalo. Uh, anything's possible. That's all I'll tell you. Anything's possible. So I... I'm, um, and they were asking, someone asked me what I was doing my Bright Dion show on today. I was on a fired up rant today about this willfulness of taking on AIs and this metaverse and this complacent garbage that's going on in our world right now. And that's kind of the, where all this has been kind of fomenting is I found myself really I, bragging is a right term boasting, I'm happy to, pridefully speaking of, if those are sinful words, I'm going to own every one of them. Because I've been talking to people about how great Bard's nation is. And all because everybody puts their eyes on God and they follow their heart and they've been coming together. All of you have been coming together and organizing and doing things that are just amazing. And there's so much talent rich in this. And I've witnessed this over this last year. And so, yeah, I've been doing all those things, pridefully boasting and all those sort of things. Yes, I have openly admitted. And I was doing that on this call with Pete Chambers, which I, I think the world of Pete Chambers, I just met him and it's like we've known each other for, which is always the case when you kind of have a common background. So we need to have Bards Fests. And this ties in because Shemaine wanted to have a kind of a deliverance deal going on down in Waco in July. So I think we could tie that into being a full-on Bards Fest. Waco's a good place to do it, too. I've been to Waco, like Waco. And it's going to be hot, but last Bards Fest was hot. What the heck? 
and knowing how, well, who knows with this global warming and with global warming at its peak, we might see ice in Texas in, in the summer. <laughs> I have no idea. By the way, if you want to see what's going on with Duncan, go to his Kilted Christian Telegram channel. He'll show you the tree that broke today and fell on his car. This is the great story. He had so many, so much ice on his car. He had like an inch thick of ice on his car. And because of that, when this tree fell on his car, it literally slid off and didn't cause any damage. Didn't break his window and didn't dent his car. Unbelievable. That's that's like a God thing. And he had just, I had talked to him yesterday and encouraged him to try to open the seal on his car to get it warmed up so it wouldn't sit there too long. And he had just got through doing that and parked the car down the driveway and the tree fell. Fortunately, he wasn't in it. But Duncan's good. He'll be back online next week. But see, this would give us a chance to teach podcasting. We could have a schedule of events. We'd have places where there's formal classes going on. And then there'd be breakout areas. This was kind of the original Bards Fest, by the way. This is where we were going. We ended up with a little different approach, which by virtue of how God works, it was the right approach, obviously. We were focused on speakers, awareness, opening the minds. We don't need to talk anymore. Not that we won't have any of it, but we don't need to focus so much on the the injection, the, the COVID con we need to be talking about the empowering things of our gifts and talents and encouraging that. We need to be teaching people skills. If I didn't mention it, we need to have ham radio available for people to learn the basics and get inspired. We need to, I'd, I'd like to do gun safety. I don't think that's going to be possible from a liability point of view for this type of organ, this type of thing. So I'm just saying that. Um, if we can partner with a local firearms area or something, I would be open to that. That way they're carrying the liability and they're doing the classes, but that would have to be a four fee thing on their schedule, not on mine. So, I mean, I'm open to ideas is my point, but I, I want to get, I have enough people now that are from my background that are in the public space. And I'm hoping, I think it'd be really cool if we could coordinate something perhaps with one of the shows with Mike Glover. He's awesome. And I think a lot of him, and I'm hoping to make contact with him soon, hopefully getting him on the show. I talked about somebody to about that tonight. So, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities here. And I think there's also a very important message for having a motivation. I think we, and, and women don't take offense to this, but I think that we need a man empowerment, kind of a man's, focus at at some point in this where we get some powerful very good examples of warriors it'll help everybody but i think we need to inspire people and and really rekindle that powerful space of men and we're going to need definitely i of course we have our in-house resident cow guy which would be the conley you all know him you might have to do he might have to do a class or two. Maybe he'll maybe he'll show us how to how to deal with a breech birth or something like that. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll we'll get the Conley involved either way, one way or the other. And maybe we'll get him to run the barbecue. That'd be good, wouldn't it? So I think that. So I I think we've got plenty of talent. I mean, you think about Duncan and his media background plus Mr. Leathermaker himself. I mean, there's a lot there. We have we have just an amazing depth of talent within Bart's community. And I think what this will do, I think that's part of it is highlighting that. And just to for those of you in chat, if you don't know, I mean, 
when we were in the first Bards Fest, there was this person, I had no idea who she was, who volunteered to run our kids program. I didn't know who she was. And the mods were just like, you need to have this person run it. Well, that person has become our mod and is was un, so unbelievably good. I didn't have any idea. This is Punky, for those of you that don't know Punky, the flamethrower woman. She loves the flamethrowers, by the way. Um, and she ran the most incredible, I, would, I just call it a kid's camp. And it was just because we originally had talked about a daycare and it didn't become a daycare. It was all of a kid's camp. And I was just so impressed. I still have the banner that she had all the kids signed. It's just beautiful. So we had an amazing first festival and we went all last year without one for good reason. I mean, there was just too much craziness going on last year and people, and I told you, God really put on my heart as everybody had to start digging into their lives. We had to get our foundations solid, but now we need to be prepared to take those foundations into the community. And I think that this becomes a two or three day event where we can come together, we can share, talk, learn, have people teach have an opportunity to roll through, bring in many more people and have an opportunity to kind of live out the gifts and talents part of this and in the process make ourselves and make God's kingdom stronger. 1 Peter 4.10, as each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. I, I think that's almost a capstone for what we're trying to do here. So I can tell you that when I go through the amount of talent in Bard's nation, I'm humbled. I pride myself on having a lot of skills, a lot of adaptability, a lot of ability to learn quickly when I need to. But I'm really, I've just become so deeply impressed with the depth of knowledge, not only that people had to start with, but how this time has inspired people to get so much deeper into the knowledge. That's knowledge that we now need to share amongst ourselves. And I think this will also allow for a networking of sorts for people to come together. Now, I don't, again, I, I need to, there's some logistics issues that we need to start working at. Locations are a big one. Okay. Property locations, leases, all that sort of stuff. There's a, there's a lot to this. But we may be able to set this up as a PMA model, which is another idea. I'm I, Look, I'm just kind of spitballing tonight. And I say that because we'd be able to bypass some of the liability issues, which would be great. So I think there's a lot of avenues forward. And we'll look at that in the next month or so and then start scheduling. And try to get this thing scheduled out by the end of March. And I'm going to be traveling, just so you know, I'm going to be traveling coming up uh, middle of February. I'm going back east. I've been asked to go to a, I'm very honored. It's a very, um, very special group of people. Brad Cummings has asked me to join him. There are a lot of global people that come together and pray. They have a lot of influence and they've asked me to come back and he asked me to come back and be part of it with him. And then They've also asked me to give an intelligence brief, which is a huge honor. So anyway, I'll be traveling across the nation again because I don't fly. And it's going to give me some time to really talk to Father and to kind of think about 
where this is going. Again, this is, I want to hear from you. This isn't just a small group of people incubating. And I, and what happened in the first Mars Fest, and I, I will be very honest, it, it was exhausting. The amount of work that fell on each person was unbelievable. And I think that we're, we, it wasn't that it was a great festival, but for myself, I never really had a chance to appreciate it much until afterwards. So I think this time what we need to do is break into, when we set up the regional areas, we need to break into regional groups, work together and work in groups regionally so that a lot of the ground and leg work is done by Bars Nation. And I think that gives that some character and flavor that we'll be able to, um, I think that's, we'll, we'll, that will take on the flavor of what, Bards Nation needs to be and Bards Fest needs to be. So I think what we'll do is, and I'm just, again, this is really kind of a, we talk about a worldwide broadcast brainstorming session. Here you go. By the way, 120 countries, you just got invited. I know, I know COVID con is still in play, but, and by the way, I'm going to throw this out too. Um, I would love to see a Bards Fest in another country or two or three or 120. <laughs> and if you are wanting to do a Bards Fest and we, you are welcome to plan with us, if we can help raise resources for you, we will. And I will tell you myself that I will broadcast in on Zoom and at least be there. And if you tell me what language you're in, I'll at least learn the hello and greetings a little bit. I might even learn a little bit more for the sake of that, but I, I will do that. I will commit to that to anybody that, and we have some great UK followers and we have, um, we've got some folks in Australia. I know we've got somebody in Chile. We've got Canadians and yet, yeah, that's right, because Canadians are still considered a danger to national security if you haven't been vaxxed coming into our country. My goodness, what insanity. So if Canada wants to do a regional fest, I can gladly, I will call in on Zoom or the, using the Chinese platform that steals all my facial recognition IDs every time I get in there. So I'm sure one of these days you're going to be, well, you'll get a Chinese made doll and it'll look like Bard's me because they stole it off of an AI system somewhere or some ridiculous thing like that. Don't buy it. Please don't. That would be bad. Oh, or, you know, then, well, someone will turn into a voodoo doll or something. Then I'll have to like, do some heavy deliverance work. Oh, anyway, I think this is, um, <laughs> we have, for those of you that are not in chat, there is a particular person that always finds the appropriate snark comment to make. And he's actually quite good at it. And, uh, this one, it is just came up, which was uh, a Bard's bobblehead doll. That would be, uh, yeah, no, Please, none of that. Um, that would be horrible. So, obviously, this is not our normal show, which I'm fine with. It's very unstructured tonight. But I am sharing with you what was put on my heart. And as God does, when I when that happens, I've learned very well to listen and to move. I think that's a big part of this. I've been blessed in a life that He's given, and blessed in a seat that He's provided. And blessed as a steward to something he's built. 
and um, I'm deeply humbled. We do have an amazing family, and it's time that we step and be a family. Maybe it'll be one festival. It might be more central to the country. Maybe it'll be two or three. I, I don't have that answer yet, so just be patient on that. A lot of that's going to be logistics and reasonableness for enough people to attend easily. I am one who will always be sensitive and compassionate to the expenses of travel. We were blessed last time with people that came from almost 50 states. And we had people from Alaska and Hawaii last time, which was unbelievable. And that was kind of the peak of stupid with COVID-con. Folks from Hawaii, I think, had to go back and live in 10 days of of quarantine, which was incredible. And I remember talking to them and they're like, it was worth it. We don't care. That's dedication. So we'll figure this out and, and this will be a planning process and um, we'll start formulating a way to communicate ideas quickly and we'll start working on a way to get organized in the way that we need to decide. Once we decide on how many festivals and I do think there's some advantages to having more than one because there are different regions and climates in the country. And I do want to emphasize gardening. Um, food, you know, the food issues are important. I mean, we're, look, we're facing a, a crisis right now. And um, I'd very much like to get people inspired. We probably have like a, instead of a pistol range, we probably set up a bow range. And that would be good to really be able to. And I, I know that I bet, I know I could probably get Shemaine to teach. I might even get Uncle Ted to come out and give a demonstration. That'd be awesome. At least at one of them. But we'll get, we'll, I think that's probably the easiest. And then we can inspire people that way. So anyway, those are kind of my thoughts. I've got some enough people I've come to know. And I know that within our community, we have enough people. that we can pull together a pretty significant event. Um, and in the process, inspire people to pursue deeper gifts and talents that they have and possibly look deeper in themselves to find new ones. And with that, we're going to be able to have a, an amazing podcasting representation there. I guarantee it. And we'll go about it with the intention this time of filming to produce a documentary. And that will be Senor Duncan's primary task, probably, or something like that. So I think, I think we're on the right path here. And obviously, there's you know ideas, concerns, those need to be aired. I don't see any concerns so far other than please don't have Joe Biden there. But I could, we could have a Joe Biden imitation dunk tank. That would be fine with me. And be perfectly fine. Um, this is always interesting to me how God works. 1 Timothy 5, 8. But if anyone does not provide for his own, especially for those of his household, he has 
denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. It's a pretty amazing passage. And um, I think part of this, and I'm as I'm just sitting here quietly processing a lot of what kind of just transpired in the last two hours. I know that somebody asked me just the other day, are we going to have Archfest? And I said, no. Uh, we were going to focus on just the podcasting. We we're going to do like podcast festivals. And then I know I talked to Shemaine recently about having a deliverance uh, workshop in Waco. So I think this is all God kind of bringing the pieces together. We, we really need to pay attention to the small things. And that's a real important lesson here. And that lesson is that when we're, when, especially when we hear it, to make sure and move on it. That's one thing right now, the timing is so important. God is moving bigly right now. I know it's a word invented by Trump, but that's okay. Um, in big ways. And he's moving in a way that as we start to realize how powerful he is and how great it is that he's moving, we're realizing that this world that we're confronting that seems like that impossible mountain to climb is just a little bump in the road for him. We're, we're in a really critical juncture in our world. We are being dictated to, told how to think, what to expect, the plan that's ahead of us. We aren't given an option. We're not, we don't have a seat at the table with these folks. They've already mapped out our future. If you listen to Elon Musk or you listen to Harari, they're both saying the exact same thing, except Elon Musk has covered his pile of poo with a big scoop of ice cream. And Harari's at least looks and smells like what it is. And those two options that are sitting before us is Harari is telling you that we will become gods. You will have, we, there is no such thing as a god and that we will all be integrated into a AI system and the concept of free will is now gone. That's in, in a nutshell, that's Harari. In other words, you will become digital slaves of a new world order that they have established and that is the way it is. Elon Musk is teasing people up with the idea that you have free speech on Twitter, unless you're Bards FM and you don't have your account reinstated yet because probably somewhere along the way you spoke too much truth by calling Jack Dorsey a pedophile. But nonetheless, you have a monicum of free speech, at least as much as Elon Musk is willing to allow, which was to awaken people to this nastiness of this COVID shot and some of the corruption around that. Now, why the, the whole corruption within Twitter and the ideas of what Twitter was involved in in suppressing information. That's not freedom of speech. That's a marketing ploy to give Twitter more value because you created transparency. But if you've listened to everything that he has said, he said the same thing that Harari has said, but he says it in a different way that's a little more digestible. It's that we have a future of AI, and the general intelligence AI, which is GIA, general intelligence AI, is soon to arrive at a point where if we don't involve ourselves with it, it will take over humankind. And this new general intelligence AI, in order to save humanity, this is Elon Musk's words, not mine, 
we must integrate with it and become one with it or part of it so that we preserve our humanity. In other words, we have to become transhuman. Harari's vision, everybody will become transhuman, not, your, not a choice, and your free will will be lost. Elon Musk's pitch is, with your free will, you will agree to be part of AI to save humanity, and in the process, you will lose your free will anyway. It's all a big con. And nobody's speaking out against it in the political realm. And the world that we're supposed to accept is a world now of a world based on everything done with CRISPR technology, CRISPR-Cas9 technology, so that whatever we eat now carries on for generations. That they no longer have to tell us about an injection. They're just going to give us one through our lettuce and our broccoli and our Brussels sprouts. And that's part of the world that they want us to be in because they're going to try to continue to migrate us down into, herd us down into cattle pens that look like cities, but you're going to be involved in the world through the metaverse. You won't have to have much money, though they'll provide a lot of the basics for you because you'll be able to live and experience everything through the metaverse and live within your 300 square foot box. And if you refuse to take the injection, they'll simply, or eat the food that they're doing, or if you dare grow your own food, they'll just take away your universal basic income every month or flag you or fine you so you have no money and you starve to death because they don't care. Both worlds, Elon Musk paints a picture of rockets going to space. Harari paints a picture of everybody being punished and submissive to him. Harari's world is directive. That's the true that's one face of Satan. Elon Musk's world is manipulative. You use your free will. What they know, what Elon Musk's team knows, is that if we use our free will to give up our sovereignty, we lose everything. What Harari, which is sometimes why I think he's just part of the con, is saying is we will mandate it and therefore we don't lose everything because it's forced upon us. Keep in mind that all the way through this shot that they provided the truth. If you were reading the websites, they told you exactly what the mRNA attempt was. If you were paying attention to what Fauci said, he was telling you it wasn't going to work, the shot. They told you the truth all along. They may have mixed it with lies, but they put the truth within there so that for in their world, we chose by free will. And therefore, the consequences were ours to bear. That's spiritual law they're dealing with, not the law that we know. But as I've said all along, there is another path. It's God's path. And that other path is very simple. We choose to say no. That we choose to follow as the Lord leads us, wherever that leads us. And I guarantee you, in that world, there's no AI. At least not in my relationship with God. Because he gave us free will and he gave us an amazing mind and he gave us an ability, amazing capacity to use his wisdom, that which we can download for free, and to use his inspiration, which is there for every one of us to grab, and to use his insight into seeing things and seeing deeper into things than we ever thought possible, because those are the eyes to see that he gives us. That's the path ultimately, that we have been talking about now for three or four years. And in fact, by the way, coming up this 
spring 2018 will be five years for this podcast. Uh, no, I take it back four. I guess I started in 2019. My apologies. Twenty. It'll be four years. So we have to make a decision, all of us, and it has. It can't be a decision with gray spaces. You're all in one way or you're all in another because that's ultimately where we're coming to. We have much more power than we give ourselves credit. We get weighed down with the minutia in between. We unfortunately spend too much time looking at Harari's pile of poo or trying to sift through what Elon Musk is saying or not saying, ultimately forgetting that under his pile of ice cream is a stinky pile of poo like Harari's. The thing is that if we want to smell the aroma of roses, we need to be standing with Christ. My vision for Bard's Fest this year is to inspire the aroma of roses, to inspire the love of God and the power in Jesus to such a magnitude that no matter what we do, we know that God has given us the talents and the gifts to overcome anything. And for us to experience a moment that we can come together and see firsthand, experience with our own hearts, experience everything, the idea of coming together as a community, as a fellowship, as a family, whether it's one Bards Fest or three, and experiencing that love and a world of which the law of the kingdom rules, not the law of men. I think that's possible. We had a touch of it at Bards Fest 1. And whether or not we have one or three this year, the point is that we can do it again. So that's the announcement. It's what's going to set the pace for this year. There's a lot to come, and we want to be in a place where Bard's nation's voice is heard. And that it is heard in a way that people recognize the light and the love in Jesus, the commitment and love for this nation, and the inspiration to lead in a way that brings us away from the Babylonian system and leads us into something new that inspires and opens up opportunities that we never before imagined. So let's get ready. We have a lot of work to do. And tonight, the clock begins to tick. Let's pray. Father, we are very humbled in all that you have given us and the connections that we have forged, the memories of the first Bards Fest, which you were unbelievably gracious and teaching throughout all of us in our hearts of what it meant to come together in a very difficult time. That moment has inspired us and given us great strength. And tonight you placed on my heart to do it again. As happened in the first time, we've agreed and said yes. Where this leads us, what we're going to do, how we're going to fund it, where it's going to be. Father, we pray for the resources necessary to make it happen because we know that if you have directed, you shall provide. 
We are truly blessed. So, Father God, we just pray tonight for whatever we need, that it will begin to present itself before us, that we desire to make this an amazing opportunity and an amazing event that will strengthen the family that has been created in Bard's nation, will most importantly inspire the love of Jesus and the eyes on you, will inspire the ideas and the feelings and the experience of the supernatural God, not just the God of the written book, but truly bring and start to be inspired by the potential for miracles that we each can deliver across this land. Healings, casting out demons, even raising the dead. Father, this is a powerful time in the history of this nation. We are truly at a juncture in 2023. We are, com- we are starting to see the face of the true evil. It's not a man. It's a machine. It's known as AI. And this is a time now when we need the many to rise and to stand boldly on this line, knowing that they have made the commitment to you, will humble themselves before you and accepted Christ in their heart. May these festival or festivals, as we move forward, however you guide, inspire the many to trust in you more deeply than ever. Embrace the joy and love that only you can pour into our hearts in an unlimited way. Inspire the gifts and talents that you've given each one of us and to move us all into a place that we no longer are attached in this matrix but now walk in a path of kingdom in such a magnificent way that this becomes a rally call. This becomes a Paul Revere ride. This becomes a calling for all those here and around the world to come together in a moment of time throughout this year to celebrate the most important thing we could possibly celebrate, our love in Jesus. And in so doing, all that you've given us, how perfect you've made us, to lead a place and a moment in time in each of these festivals where people that have been injured by this vax can come and feel healing and experience it before our very eyes. To now establish a new path where people literally can witness the miracles happening before them and walk away from this other system. This is a moment, Father, which you have shown me, you have put on my heart and called me, but now we speak it into a nation that you've brought together as a fellowship to empower each and every one of us now to be part of something greater than us and to experience moments greater than he. And Father, we close this prayer as well for the prayers of others in other nations, not just the United States, that will be motivated to do the same, to follow suit, that out of nowhere there's an organic rising of Bard's Fest in your name across this globe, be it Africa or South America or Australia or Europe, Russia, China, Canada, Japan, anywhere. Let them be inspired to have their own Bard's Fest, to tailor it to their culture, their experience. But above all, no matter where they do it, how they do it, it's eyes on Jesus as the first step in everything we do. Guide us, Father. Inspire us. And may you share us, share the blessings needed to make this come true. Thank you for the insight and the encouragement and the tap. 
And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Prayers up, patriots. This is going to be an amazing 2023. And even as I was speaking that prayer, I could see as God was putting it before me, I could see it. This is literally our call to battle is what this is. And I believe now that's what God just did. Our battle is always imagined that we're fighting a door-to-door or some ridiculous version of Hollywood's films. But this is our call to battle. And this is a call to battle to every person around the world that listens to this show. This is time now to raise the black flag and to establish that hard red line that we will not cross, but instead we will rebuild and we will do it in small places and we will share a vision and prayers and we will inspire the next steps and we will listen to God as he wants us to move and now his army will come into the light. Be ready. It's going to be amazing. And keep your prayers up. That was a nice show. We'll have more tomorrow. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land and the kingdom. Do the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, thank you. I'm looking forward to seeing what comes of this. This is going to be exciting. See you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deepest dead. Oh, I want to feel something. Let me get back in my body.